Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Well, they say geniuses pick green, but you didn't pick it. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric De Niro. And my name is Jeremy Sizemore. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I don't really want to be associated with that guy, actually. Uh, uh, Jer- maybe... Jeremy Went. Yes, my name is Jeremy. Yeah, Went. <laughs> Jeremy Went. went. Where did you get go? that D out of the name? Yeah. You know, Went. When did it? When did it? Incredible, um, incredible actor. George I think Boyd. I've done this with every uh, movie, Robert De Niro movie we've covered so far. Is I, I've I've done the intro with a quote from Meet the Parents. Oh right, right, yeah. And uh, you know what? I haven't haven't seen that movie in yeah, over a decade. I bet it's probably still holds up. Oh yeah, I, I love it. I remember it being pretty funny. Sure. It's one of those that's like funny for everyone too. You know what I mean? It's like uh, yeah, I remember my family watching. Uh, we went on Christmas Day one time to. We were in uh, Colorado somewhere, and we went to the movies on Christmas Day with uh, some family friends, and we saw Meet the Fockers. Oh, classic. And it was one of those, it was my first time in a movie theater that serves like food and stuff. Mm. And uh, so I remember drinking like, I had like a nice beer and some like chicken tenders and stuff. Whoa, Um, good combo. But coming out of the movie theater, Jeremy, we saw, this is probably the biggest celebrity I've ever seen. Uh, She wasn't quite as big at the time, but we saw freaking... uh, Miley Cyrus. Whoa, right yeah. that's pretty big. Wait, were, did you were you in El, Los An- Los Angeles at the time? No, this was we were we were just in Colorado. We were in like uh, I, I think it was Breckenridge or something. Oh but, my, uh, oh my gosh, dude! You you yeah. saw a celeb in Colorado? Yeah, dude, and um, you know, it was cool. Pretty good. Real cool. Pretty good. Miley Cyrus is cool, I think. I think it's a good sighting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good one. I don't know. Who who would you say is like the biggest celebrity you've uh, ever seen? Kevin Smith. Like out in public? Yeah, I saw him at a veggie grill. Really? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, that rules. I mean, I've seen a lot. I mean, because, you know, we both have seen a lot of celebrities throughout our day, LA days, you know, but... I think Kevin Smith was the one where I got like, like legitimately starstruck where I was like, I should go s- up and say something to him, you know, like that kind of 
Yeah. I did What would you say, like, snoochie-boochie? I would have came up to him and just been like, man, your films mean so much to me. Thanks for everything. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I grew up with... He's different, right? Because I grew up with him. So it's like, you know, he's got... Uh, my whole childhood is, like, Kevin Smith mm. informed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like... uh. But yeah, like, uh, you know, celebrity sightings are kind of part of it, especially if you're like trying to do entertainment related stuff in L.A., you know? Yeah. If anything, you start to just get really used to it. (laughs) I feel like the good ones, though, like the the really good ones, the memorable ones are just like catch you completely off guard. Right. Right. Just like. I had the, I saw uh, John C. Riley just like walking around one time, walking oh. around those filas, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's really." I, good. I was like, I got like nervous. I was like, I yeah. I for a moment thought about like saying something to him, but I was just like, my like uh, nerves. Got to right, like, right. I would have if I would have said something to him. I would have. It would have been incoherent, and I probably would have like started crying. I'm not even kidding. I would have right. started like tearing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I saw him, I probably would have sh- uh, shit my pants and uh, probably thrown up. Yeah, well, that's what I I call that tearing up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys, I teared up. And everyone's like, why does it smell so bad? And you're like, I teared up. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, we're not here to talk about uh, any of those people. We're here no. to talk about communism and yeah. why it's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our show today is about communism and why it's awesome and may it live forever. Uh, this is kind of an, in- this is going to be a really interesting episode because it's, Another one of these, you know, films that we're covering where Martin Scorsese was in the movie as a minor role, like a, you know, co-starring role. Um, but it's Guilty by Suspicion, a, a 1991 film, actually, directed by, written and directed by Erwin Winkler. Um, mm. So if you think of put this in, in the timeline here, it, it comes right after Goodfellas is made. Oh, interesting. So they're okay. hot off of Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. So this is it's going to be exciting. This is a very this is a great movie. Um a great film. A little right. stuffy, you know. Um but uh but a little bit a little different in tone than a lot of the score other Scorsese stuff. Although I see a lot of, you know, stuff like The Aviator in here and whatnot, mm. you know? Like uh um, oh, yeah. A little uh, being uh, McCarthy, McCarthyism or whatever on display. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, uh, you know, I don't have to, I probably don't even have to say this because everyone knows it, but 91, that's hot off of the uh, end of season nine of Cheers. Ah, right, for for George. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Right. Huge star at the time, George went. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't have minded getting Cliff Clavin in there at some point. Oh, but, uh, could we go, if we could go back, you know? Um, speaking of going back, uh, if you want to go back and listen to all sorts of crazy episodes, 
exclusive episodes oh, and right. hear a bunch of new ones. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We are doing some good stuff over there. We're, we're kind of nearing uh, the end. Not quite, but we're, we're getting towards the end of our Coen Brothers series, so you can get in there and you can uh, mm-hmm. listen to us talk about movies like Fargo. Right, uh, right. What are we covering one, uh, next? Uh, freaking True Grit. True right? Grit, baby. Yes. And I think my favorite one, the one that I've uh, been thinking about the most since, is probably Barton Fink. Oh yeah. Um great episode. Love that movie. Great episode. Um but you can, you know, you can listen to us talk about those. You can uh of course get in there and and uh sign up for the tier where you can make us do an episode on any movie. It's uh we have we have one uh patron in particular who uh just like he he has been able to uh uh manipulate our lives in a way in which we sometimes have to watch movies like the Jesus rolls. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, um, oh my god. I think that Eric. was the only like How really bad have I one forgotten though, about that. That we that he recommended. I, I think was there Yeah, I cannot believe you just brought that movie up. I had totally deleted that from my brain. <laughs> wow. In fairness, I don't think Brian had seen uh that movie before he suggested it and uh yeah, so sign up. Uh, it's a good time over there. We're ha- we're having fun, and then we are doing. Uh, Sandler fans will love this. We are doing. Uh, the fans have pretty much demanded that Jeremy raise his Airhead score. Yeah, uh, over the past year or so. Yeah, they threatened and, to uh, sue me. They threatened to sue yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, they did, and um, and I am the lawyer, right? Which right. is the crazy part. Um, so we, uh, we've decided that we're going to do, uh, we're going to give Airheads another chance over on the Patreon. So we're going to do Airheads part two over on there and we're going to turn the whole month of February into, um, uh, Frasiuary. So we're doing Brandon Fraser movies. It's going to be a great time. I don't know if at this point, if you're not interested in the Patreon, I don't know what to tell you. You're prob. You should go to a doctor because something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, go get your head checked because yeah, some, something might be wrong. De- de- definitely something might be wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, definitely Patreon, something might be. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy for all your content needs and uh, right, all of your content needs. You really yeah, don't need anything, to go anything. anywhere else. I think. Yeah. If yeah, if you're like. Recipes, we got them. <laughs> yeah, recipes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, what else? I guess everything is content. Uh, everything. About yeah. It. Recipes, travel tips. You know. We, Jeremy, you and I are our parents' content. That's <laughs> right. If you think about it. Yeah. It's kind of disgusting, also, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, this is, uh, of course, a podcast about Adam Sandler, Martin <laughs> Scorsese. We're talking yes, about the theatric, the, the, the acting chops of the Scorsese man. And, um, yeah, taking a brief break right here towards the end of his, uh, you know, film run. We have two more of his, uh, f- directed films to cover. 
Rolling Thunder Review and The Irishman are the two that we have left. But in order to kind of, you know, get through the entire season without just having to do too many Sandlers um, in in a row, uh, we're, we're kind of go- looking back at some of his acting that he did. So last, uh, last Scorsese episode, we covered his uh, part in the film Dreams by Akira Kurosawa which was yes. a really great experience. And then now we're on to uh, Guilty by Suspicion, which is, I think, I think this is another great kind of a classic film, like a very good, well-made, kind of well-done, good performances um, film. I don't know, Eric. Uh, th- this is my second time seeing it, though, because I watched it in college at some point. But have you ever seen this before? Never seen it. Never seen it. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, and we... Uh, I was trying to look up... Um, which... So it was the... I guess the pilot of Boardwalk Empire is what he directed, right? Uh, Scorsese? Is, is the only one. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and the pilot um, of the show... I think it's called Vice. Or, okay. Or Vinyl, sorry. Vinyl? Yeah, yeah, I'm on the fence about whether we should cover any of those. I, I, if the fans want us to, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah. I could also, I would be fine not covering them. Um, I just figure, you know, because we did cover all of Twin Peaks for David Lynch, but really Scorsese was like executive producer of Boardwalk Empire, which, you know what, as, as much as I know about like mm-hmm. producers, that could mean literally anything. Right, uh, right. From yeah. like just funding uh, to like actually being to, really involved. Who had control over all of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anytime you see anyone as a producer of something, just like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, get really suspicious of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're probably doing something bad. Right, right. Yeah, without a uh, doubt. Yeah, so um, we are talking guilty by suspicion. I've never seen it. Jeremy's seen it. This is his thirtieth time, uh, which <laughs> I think is excessive. But uh, yeah, this is a uh, nineteen ninety one movie. Irwin Winkler. Mm-hmm. Did you mention the other Irwin Irwin Winklers? Did I mention movies? The other Irwin Winkler? No, I haven't. No, you yet. didn't. No. So he's directed. He, di- he also directed. Uh, Hmm, nothing I really... Uh, this was the first w- movie he directed. And then he directed something called Night in the City and The Net at first sight. Oh, yeah, The Net, right? The Net is huge. That I mean, it, it was the it was the big... Yeah, it was the big Sandra Bullock uh, film that misunderstands the internet pretty good. Mm. Um, pretty fun, though. Pretty fun watch. Uh, Life is a House is another like film that I watched when I was younger with uh, Christian Haydenson or Hayden Christensen, sorry. And uh, um, others, other people are in that. Uh, Day Lovely is an, uh, kind of an Oscar, you know, nominated film. Another Kevin, oh, Kevin Klein is in that. Ashley Judd. I, um. Yeah, so he's done a lot of great work, and he's also a producer, and he's produced, uh, 
He has produced. Let's see here. Man, IMDb is crazy. Crazy bad. A lot of Scorsese stuff. The Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, um, Goodfellas. He's produced a number of films with Scorsese. Oh, wow. This uh, plot summary is a little light for Guilty <laughs> guilty by Suspicion. Um, I know. Might have to find another source for that. Um, yeah, but there's, I'm not finding a remarkably large amount of, um, you know, interesting trivia about Isn't that weird? This movie feels like it's like got a pretty big budget and it feels like a, you know what I mean? Like to have not that much info on it. I wonder. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of big names though. We got Scorsese in there, De Niro, obviously, Annette Bening, George Wendt, Patricia Wedig. Uh, Sam Wanamaker, Luke Edwards, Chris Cooper, Ben Pizza, <laughs> Piazza. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Cooper, um, from Adaptation and other films. Great performance in this. Um, yeah, let's see here. I'm looking at trivia, and there's nothing. There's no. Oh, there is some. There is some. Yeah. Um. So Scorsese played uh, the fictional director Joe Lesser in this film. Um, this character is based on director Joseph Losey, who left Hollywood in the late 50s, uh, rather than face the H-U-A-C examinations. So um, he got out in real life, this guy, before he ever uh, had to step foot in court, which is great. Uh, blacklisted writer and director Abraham Polanski wrote the original screenplay for the film when Erwin Winkler decided to rewrite the script by changing De Niro's character from a communist to a more generic liberal. Polanski had his name removed from the film's credits. I wanted it to be about communists because that's the way it really happened. They didn't need another story about a man who was falsely accused, he said in an interview with the New York Times. This is a kind of a really interesting... Um, a lot of this trivia I think is going to be about the Hollywood blacklist. Uh, Eric, what do you know much about the Hollywood blacklist? Do you know what it is? Do you, do you, um, have you researched any of this at all? Not really. And I surprisingly, cause I'm kind of interested in this stuff, but, uh, no, do you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I've, I've seen a number of documentaries about, you know, specific people, uh, what's it called like uh blacklisted and whatnot um so like um you know uh the writer uh what's his name uh not columbo uh dalton trumbo <laughs> that's his name trumbo mm. was a film also the majestic with jim carrey's about this um and the aviator as well is a little bit about this or has, has sort of this, um, this kind of thing going on. I believe, I believe the aviator, they do bring up like, is he a communist? Right? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I kind of know some stuff about it just, but a fascinating time, right? Like, especially in like our country's history, it feels not real that this was going on, that people were just straight up losing their ability to get a job ever again. 
because they were either accused rightly or wrongly accused of just believing something different <laughs> than yeah and that yeah. there's like a period of cinema where like that voice is not like doesn't exist because those people couldn't work yeah, yeah or a lot of, of them worked under pseudonyms and stuff like there like Dalton Trumbo I don't know if you know anything about him but his he has a very famous story where because he was so good like they worked a lot of people in Hollywood worked with him in secret and he would just put like false names on his scripts and he wrote and he wrote Spartacus and won an Academy Award for Spartacus under a different name <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty pretty okay. baller if you ask me but um yeah this stuff really stresses me out all this blacklisting and red scare stuff the whole people turning yeah on their I would uh, <laughs> it's definitely not chill I will say that right would you turn on me um yeah maybe <laughs> depends what what's in it for me you know right right it probably probably be like you get to keep your house and your livelihood right yeah well yeah i definitely would then no <laughs> offense hey none taken no i wouldn't turn on anyone uh with the exception of uh there's probably some people out there I would turn on, but I'd have to think about it. You know who I would turn I, on? Who's that? Hitler. Yeah, I'd probably <laughs> turn on him too. Wouldn't be hard to turn on that guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> kind of a jerk. Yeah, right. Um. All right, so guilty. Uh, oh, yeah, did you find a good like synopsis for it anywhere? Well, I guess I'm just trying to find like a more detailed one. There is That's one what I'm on saying, yeah. IMDb here that uh it, so the one on Wikipedia is like a short paragraph and the one I found is like a pretty long paragraph. So um that's a little bit more to work with. But uh we're talking David Mar So this is that's a question I had though. Is this like uh historical fiction or is this based on something real? And it sounds like it's more historical fiction like this David Merrill guy is based on someone similar but not necessarily like this isn't like biographical um I think it is biographical oh, I think it's just okay. that um it's just that maybe the names are changed in a lot of ways to yeah I think the names are just changed in a lot of ways like Gary Cooper in this film his name's Jerry Cooper. Okay. Not even kidding. Clever. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's that it's sometimes that easy. And like we just read in the uh Guilty by Suspicion trivia, uh Joe Lesser, his name was Joe Losey. Hmm. So it's like very similar. So I don't I don't exactly know who David Merrill is supposed to necessarily be be but uh i'm sure we could find it find who it is but i don't know if yeah we, we could i don't, I don't but, know if we know yeah. who the writer would it would be anyway but yeah yeah um well nevertheless uh he is oh i guess it says right here he's a fictitious 1950s hollywood director oh but he is based yeah. on john guy. barry he's based on john barry he's based on todd barry yeah, he, he's he's based on John Barry, who had a 
who directed films into the uh two into two thousand. He directed uh yeah. Hmm. Which is pretty nuts. But there is like a huge gap in his resume at some point. And I think that's probably when he had to go to jail. You would think so. Um, Let's see here. He returns from filming abroad in France to find that his loyalty has been called into question by the House Committee on Un-American Activities, and he is unable to work until is cleared. Um, So, yeah, I guess the film... uh, we're kind of we're kind of watching him uh start to see you know the repercussions of his uh the crazy thing about it too is he like it's it, he was like barely involved <laughs> in the communist party you know what i mean like he went he yeah well, that's th- that's sort of i guess what the drama was behind the scenes is they wanted him to be more of a actual communist and not like i think this story is better because it's like that's crazy like to just even be from what i perceived he's like this character is just someone who was like interested in learning about a different way of thinking or yeah and and that's all it took to kind of get him uh right and this idea that like just nothing but like curiosity years ago is resulting in him like losing his uh career it's right kind of insane right um yeah i know that's that i mean yeah i like it both ways i like the i like the way where it's like this because it seems very um like because it really illustrates just how maybe claustrophobic and nuts it would have felt to live back in that time but I also like a version where they're like, you know, it's it really is communists because it's not it, like it's still wrong. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's oh, to, yeah. To like, right. to like chase after them and put them in jail and stuff like. Uh, and but I think that, that the point of this movie, though, and like I think why they chose it and why I think you're ultimately right that this is probably the better version is because this is how it really was. Like people were were like you know being asked to to identify other communists so they could take little deals and sometimes they would identify people who weren't even who'd never been to meetings or were communists at all like just to get out of jail just to get out mm. of trouble so just you know it's like a witch hunt a, a, you know of sorts yeah. yeah um i'm trying to remember like the the, the the most, uh, I would say, like, the st- scene that st- stood out to be the most towards the beginning is when we see, uh, we get home and, like, Chris Cooper is, like, burning. Burning his books. All, all his classic literature. Yeah. Yeah. He's Catch- great in this movie. Yeah. He's really stressed. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him be, like, a chill guy. No, no, no. <laughs> he, unfortunately, he's cursed to always be completely you know yeah. on, at, him at, and at a level 10 at jk all simmons right right yeah, right um so yeah uh before this though before that book burning we get our introduction to marty do you want to talk what was it like seeing marty in this 
I continue to be impressed with Scorsese's acting. It's yeah. just like it's interesting because it's just like I don't know. It's it's kind of like why well my expectations are always like a little bit low because I'm like, well, he's not an actor, but then you realize like, oh, this guy has been like telling actors how to act for like yeah. years and years and now he can just do it without, you know. Um, he's, he's re- a, yeah, he's yeah. Re- really good and he's kind of, I think in this movie, he's definitely playing some a character closer to himself than uh, Vincent Van Gogh in Dreams. Sure, but, uh, yeah. He seems yeah, like a, cool. you know, as opposed to Chris Cooper, you know, Marty's character se- does seem like a chill dude. Oh, yeah. Like, he's very, uh, he's got, there's kind of a very grounded and sort of heartwarming performance by Martin Scorsese. And he's, He's still talking at a million miles an hour, but it's it's a little bit more slowed down in this. So you're like, you know, you can understand what he's saying, and yeah, it's really it's a it's it's really interesting. But we see him here, and he's and he's talking to uh, uh, De Niro about you know De Niro inviting him to go see one of his movies. Yes, that, that he thinks the ending sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, you know, De Niro and Marty, like in a scene, acting together. Not since, I mean, what Taxi Driver? It's the only one I can really think of. Um, Meet the Fockers. Right, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before being called, his highest priority had been his work to the extent of leaving his wife Annette Benning and son Luke Edwards alone for several months at a time. Okay. Right. Yep. Annette Benning is in this film too, and she's uh, of course everyone's super young because it's 1990. But man, Annette Benning, looking great in this in this in this film. She yeah, really good performance. Out. Great performance. Um, she's good at being upset. Very good at the the other uh, um. Hmm. Patricia Wedding is really good too. We'll we'll get to her a little bit later. Um. But yeah, okay. So he initially refuses to implicate others or himself in a private meeting with Roy Cohn and a studio lawyer. Yeah, that's a big part of this story and probably a big part of that, you know, the actual uh, uh, the whole blacklisting thing is like having this, uh, having to be put in this position where it's either your career or like ratting on your friends, essentially. Right. Which yeah. is crazy. And it, it, again, it's crazy for like something that is just so like not that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, who cares? Like, uh, it's annoying. But yeah, right. it puts, uh, it's, it's interesting. I think, I mean, I think I was kind of joking before. I think if I was in uh, David Merrill's situation, probably be acting doing the same thing almost like yeah i wouldn't be ratting people out (laughs) right yeah especially to these like you know fucking losers yeah it's 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 like uh triggering or something for me to see these power hungry little sniveling little cockroach guys sitting behind their desk smoking you know, thinking they're all powerful and stuff. Yeah. Scratching their butts. Scr- scratching their ass in public. Making, um, you, making you watch as they scratch their ass. 
I scratched my ass recently. Like uh, I was in a kitchen and I turned around and I I like the the part one of my ass cheeks like rubbed against the edge of a countertop <laughs> in a way that like legitimately like caused there to be like a scratch on my ass. <laughs> 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 and it was uh it's still Pretty healing good. to be honest it's been oh, it's wow. happened, like yeah, two yeah. weeks ago but uh, Whoa, yeah. i was having to like put a band-aid on my, <laughs> on my ass for a while it's pretty funny yeah anyway uh yeah. this decision initially uh to stick to his principles first leaves him unable to work in his profession even with films and producers he never would have worked with before yeah so we see him kind of get more and more like desperate to work to right yeah over time it, it does a good job of taking you through sort of what this would have been like you know like i feel like it's a it's like a measured a very measured take or something you know on on what this would have felt like to be in rooms with people who don't want to associate with you or want you to be quiet so you don't you know put yourself in uh in in uh, in danger by revealing too much or too little, right? Especially especially that scene with Tom Sizemore where he's in the room. And he's like, "The U.S. government wants you to bring us these people." Basically, and he's like, "That guy's not even a, that guy's not a communist. I'm not going to do it. No way." And it's just like, oof, that was the wrong choice, you know? Yeah. Um. Harassment by the FBI leaves him unable to work on Broadway with advertising agencies or even in a small film repair shop. Uh, Finally, having fallen so far and tempted with a new offer to direct a film from his old studio, if he testifies, uh, he agrees to go before the committee, initially planning to name his friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when confronted with the cruel and tyrannical behavior of the House Committee... On un-American activities, he realizes that there is a higher priority in his life. There is standing up for what is right, and in doing so, he inspires friends and family to do the same. Uh, This summary was written by a guy named Mike Harris on IMDb. Just giving him credit. I'm always kind of riffing when I'm talking about the plot. I'm like kind of riffing it, you know, in the moment. Yeah, you're freestyling it. Jeremy right. doesn't even watch the movies. He just like is really good at guessing. I know. I guess what they are a lot. And yeah, I'm not wrong most of the time. Most of the time, Jeremy, uh so that I mean that was uh the entire plot. Um wh- do you have any thoughts on um I guess where the story takes us towards the end? Do you have any thoughts on uh the uh the hearing, you know? All that stuff? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's great. Like, um, the performances are great and, and I think where the movie takes us is great. And it, it, you really see the pain that kind of, uh, that how much pain this, this event really inflicted on everybody. I, I also like this movie though, for it's just, it's fun Hollywood Easter eggs. Like, you know, like the high noon sequence. I don't know if you got a kick out of that or if you've even seen the movie High Noon, but movie High Noon classic film we you know, we love in my in my house. Um uh 
I didn't I didn't know that this was sort of this the the kind of untold story about how that movie got made, you know? And that that movie's also sort of a anti it's about the Hollywood blacklist actually. Hmm. So it's it's almost like when De Niro starts directing on it in that scene where the camera's, you know, spinning around them and stuff. It's almost like when he, you know, you know what I'm talking about when he's in the cowboy saloon set yeah. and he's like, yeah. yeah. Uh it's almost like he, when he takes it over, he's like, okay, and now this is this movie's going to be about this. Like he, he starts to put himself into the film. And it's, I don't know, it's, like, it's a cool moment for sure. I agree. I did not get the, uh, the High Noon stuff. I've never seen High Noon. I should check it. I'm oh, it's, just adding it's, it to my list. Yeah, it's really good for a film from that long ago, you know? Like it feels um, su- surprisingly modern, I think. For an old film. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer and there. Everyone has an iPhone. That's weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they don't have like traditional like old uh, pistols and stuff. They've got like space laser uh, yeah. guns. Laser guns. Um, <laughs> well... Um, what did you, what did you, I, I mean, what's your, t- what's your feelings on, on the movie, maybe in general, just from like a pulled out perspective? Did you, was this boring to you? Did you generally like it? Was not boring. It was one of those things where I, uh, was like, uh, and this is not the fault of the movie. This is my own fault where I was like, I'd like to revisit this after I've like, I, I wish I had the time and the foresight to like read more about the context and the history and stuff because it probably is like real you know a lot more uh interesting knowing the the actual context a little bit better i mean i knew a little bit about the hollywood blacklist but um yeah i didn't i didn't know that that's what this movie was about i didn't like look into it uh beforehand Uh, and when i found out that that was the uh the subject I was excited. I like. I mean, I like this kind of stuff. Usually, mm-hmm. it's just wow. a blind spot for me. But uh, yeah, I. You know what? The acting's really good in this. I think it's cool that this uh, is a mo- Like, just the idea that this is a movie about that. You know what I right. mean? And, and 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 what that's how interesting. Like, it is that this cinema has been around long enough to where they're like now they're making movies about like things from a long time ago that seemed crazy and uh yeah you know it's interesting uh performances are quite good how do you feel about movies about movies or the making of movies in general uh it's kind of subjective for me sometimes i don't like them sometimes i do i don't know Mm. What, what about you i almost always get a kick out of them and i i know that's not the like response most people have <laughs> to them like i know that most people are like not you know they don't work in movies or that so they're like why is this interesting or like what why is this relatable at all and it's like but i don't know i guess because i kind of do i'm like really enjoy really enjoy watching stuff like uh I, I reference another chris cooper film adaptation which is about charlie kaufman writing the film adaptation of adaptation <laughs> it's like a meta film about making movies and it's like um one of my all-time favorites you know 
I really like I yeah. really like stuff like that. Or even like Be Kind Rewind, where it's a movie about like people making lo fi video art or whatever. Right. Or Barton Fink. Or Barton Fink. It's a great example of like Yeah, I oh. guess I'd I I don't like it when it's like not there's not like a take to it, you know? Like sometimes sure. whenever I'm watching a TV show or like a movie or something and a character is like uh, a, a, like a screenwriter or an actor or something when they don't need to be. I'm just kind of like, how lazy. I kind of roll my <laughs> eyes a little bit because I'm yeah. like, yeah, because that's like the easiest thing in the world for someone who's a screenwriter to write write about. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't think that like most people are, I think a lot of people like don't even fully like understand you know what I mean? Like what, like a screenwriter, like what is that even like? It's right. just not like a common thing unless you live in, in, in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, it, it's depends on, I guess it depends on like what the take is and stuff. But, um, you know, freaking, uh, I mean, I, Inland Empire is about making movies and I like that one. You better believe it. And you um, do like that one? <laughs> I, di- I think I like it. I can't even remember at this point. That movie is like the closest to a fever dream that I've ever seen a movie come. They're coming out uh, with a big Criterion uh, release of that. And I'm like... I might have to get that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like thinking about revisiting it. Even though like every time I watch it, I'm always like, this is the last time I'm ever watching this. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's probably how I'll feel every time I see it. But uh, yeah. Um Okay, so we, uh, I think we both like this movie, Guilty oh, by Oh, yeah, I, I, I like think. it, I like it quite a bit, yeah, I think, I think I like it. It's, it's, uh, it's cool, too, to just, like, the, the overall, you know, what's actually happening on screen, like, the meta of that is we get our boys, De Niro and Scorsese, back again, but this time, they're both in the driver's seat, baby. Guess who's back? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, they're both in the driver's seat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything like terribly negative to say. I think it is a movie where uh, I was watching this. I got this vibe. Um, it's one of those movies, like a drama movie, where if I was watching, like, flipping through the channels on a Saturday afternoon in the 90s. Sure, sure. I can, I can picture this, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I can't find like, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, there's no, e- like reruns of SNL on or, um, uh, you're trying to find like Jumanji, the animated series. Yeah. yeah but it. it's not on, uh, and this is playing on probably like the USA network. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably watch it. I'd probably leave Dude, it on and I'd this be like, is the yeah, perfect USA network show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, I will give this movie if we're because we we do like to rate our movies out of Chucky Freckles for Chucky Freckles. By the way, we I keep forgetting, but we have to cover Megan at some point. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, I'll give this movie. I don't know. I guess I'll give it a three out of four. How does that sound? That's exactly Mike's score, too. Yeah, I think this is the definition of a three out of four film that would have appeared on TNT or or the USA Network. 
Um, so for next week, we We're are back into yes. Sandler Town. We just covered the worst one, right? I think so. The, I mean, the, I had the, co- the, the cobbler. From we, what we, I understand, this is the, that was probably the our bottom. Yeah, we just bottomed out. So that means it's only uphill from here. We have Pixels next. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Pixels is, he like is a, bad. I've seen Pixels before. It is bad, but it's not as bad as The Cobbler. How far up is he on the call sheet for Pixels? Is he like a star oh, of Pixels? Oh, can we get away with not doing it? He's number one. <laughs> and it's a Tim Hurley. And a Chris okay. Columbus. Oh, hey, directed and, by Chris Columbus. Yeah, and a Kevin James. Yeah. There's no um, way out. Okay. Well, we're going to do Pixels next. <laughs> in the call sheet. That's so funny. If he's even number two, we can take it off the list. <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. But, um, well, uh, we are doing Pixels next, and we're, we're very excited for it. Uh, yes, we are. We will be... Hey, that's interesting. If you... If you we did do Blart Vember. If you if you are not a Patreon subscriber, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, the Cobbler. Right after the Cobbler, there was a Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, which I think we both agree is is an exceptional movie. Oh yeah, Joe Dirt Two, which we haven't covered, and then Pixels. So, um, one good movie in a in a in in a sandwich of a bunch of other stuff. That's right. That's right. And then uh, we have the Hotel Transylvanias to, to, to catch up on. Two, and two more of those, I think. Yep. Yeah. I think we'll we'll have to get, um, you know, we do have a Twitter account at Hubie Halloween one uh, Head on over there if you have uh, any suggestions, you know, for us to do. If you want us to cover the Boardwalk Empire pilot or anything like that. Um, we're kind of open to suggestions, I think. Uh, you know, sure, we're... Yeah. I think we've uh, we've reached. We've probably covered the two movies where Scorsese has like the most uh, lines. I would think. I think but so. Maybe yeah. Not. Maybe there might be there might be a couple other ones uh, that Scorsese acts in that we could cover. But uh, yeah, you know, we we uh, we got a lot of Sandlers to go, so uh, we're open to suggestions. I'll say that because you guys don't want us to do. If we if we end up doing what we did with Paul Thomas or Paul W S Anderson, I don't know what is going to happen to me. Emotionally. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, don't know if I'll be able to handle that. Yeah, I mean, it may not be so bad. Like there, there's a world where we also just finish out Scorsese and just do the rest, you know, of the of the uh, Sandlers, and and they do get better from here. Like I think Pixels is going to going to be a little rough, but not. The worst. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that keeps me holding on is uh yeah. UB Halloween, freaking uh Uncut Gems Uncut is coming up. Gems. Uh, the Meyerowitz stories is really good. Okay. okay. Um, you know, uh it, yeah. Yeah, there's good stuff. Still good stuff happening. So All right. Well, uh, you know, stay tuned for 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 that episode on Pixels and uh thanks for listening and Norma I'll see you in my dreams.